Hey everyone, welcome to the Razor Web Design Wire Podcast with Matt Reed. The Razor Web Design Wire Podcast with Matt Reed. Hey guys, episode 23 today, and we're talking about the email. Setting up an email in your business, how they work roughly, the different types of emails, uh, software you need, and setting up smart things like email signatures and stuff like that. So, a lot of people set up initially when they create a business an email address which is generally a gmail or a hotmail or a yahoo email address now that's fine but when you're properly setting up your business you really need to get a unique identity and the cost for a proper email address is very insignificant so you, when i mean a proper email address i'm meaning something like info at bobscleaning.co.nz not bobscleaning123 at gmail.com. That's that's uh, not a good idea. <laughs> you really need a proper email address. So what you need to do to do that is have two things. A domain name, which is bobscleaning.co.nz or, you know, for example, facebook.com. That's a domain name or eBay or TradeMe. Those are domain names. So you need a domain name. Then you need email hosting. And email hosting is basically the mailbox, you could say. So you've got the address and you've got the mailbox, two separate parts that you'll pay for. Now, with the, if, you've, if you've got a website, you're getting one built, generally you'll probably find it'll include email hosting. So you'll pay website hosting. Generally, website hosting and email hosting are one, um, one thing. In some cases, they're not. They might charge you more for it. Um, we don't, so you know, we charge a set amount for website hosting. And you also get emails included with that as well. So you've got two parts of it. And they're still very affordable. Okay, so basically email comes in, it goes through a mail exchange and it goes into your inbox. So when you're sending emails, it sends it out to the server that hosts that email you're sending it to and it delivers it to their inbox. So it's just like a you know, two-way chat basically. And there's two types of emails and you've probably heard of them before, at least the first one which is POP. So POP3 is a protocol for emails. So basically in layman's terms, POP3 or POP emails are set up so that when the email comes in it goes into your inbox and it's permanently stored there on the device that the email comes through on so the email comes in it stays in your inbox and it's there now if you've got another laptop or another phone set up with the email as well you're going to find that they don't synchronize together they don't uh, link together so if you read an email on one device it'll still say unread on the other device so that's the downside with pop However, the good thing about it is that you know you've got a local copy of it. So if you ever forgot to pay your bill for your email hosting and they cancelled it, you wouldn't lose all your emails, um, and you actually wouldn't on IMAP either. But generally speaking, you've got a copy of it there as such a backup of those emails on your device there. Um, sort of uncommon nowadays. We really use the other protocol, which is IMAP. So IMAP basically stores the emails permanently on the server, just like your website or just like your Facebook account or just like your you know, whatever, anything that's online, like your Dropbox, that's all stored online. Um, yes, it is synchronized to your computer, so your computer has a copy, and your computer, you know, I believe it would be every couple of minutes generally will go and look to see if there's any new emails on the server, and it will pull them onto the computer. So it's like a little cached version, basically. So IMAP at the end of the day is the better way to go because what happens is if you read an email on one device and then you open it on another device, you'll find that the other device automatically says that it's been read because it knows that you've read it from the other device, if that makes sense. So they synchronize together, so they keep up to date together. 
just that and that's because everything's based on the server so when you read it on your phone it pings it back to the server so the server knows that it's read then the other device asks for an update and it goes, okay, this email's been read, so, oh, okay, this device now is going to say the email's been read. Or if you've sent an email or if you've replied to it, all of those emails will synchronize on both devices so that they are basically the same replication of what's on the email server. So that's the best way to go. At the end of the day, the best way to go in terms of emails is IMAP. Now, the only downside to IMAP is that IMAP takes up a lot more storage. So if you're doing hundreds of emails a day, you'll find that you'll start racking up the disk space you start using a lot of memory on the server so generally the more memory you use as you might expect the more you're going to pay um, some providers you know give you quite a lot of room so it'll take you a few years to use it up and then some people only have 10 or 20 emails a day you might only have a couple emails a day so it doesn't really matter but what you can do is once a year go through and grab all the emails from the year before and dump them into a backup on your local computer and if you ever need to get to them again, you can, but that frees up disk space on the computer. So yeah, if you've got emails already and you know, you're know you getting charged an arm and leg, maybe consider pulling some of the old emails off the server and onto your local computer in a backup, and then it means you can free up room and you don't have to pay for that room that you're using at the moment. So number three is, what software should you use for emails? So generally, I'm sure you've all heard of Microsoft Outlook, um, if you've got an Apple, you'll use Mail, most likely. Um, I used an app called Postbox for a while, and it was good until I got too many emails, and <laughs> it started to slow right down. So you really need a good email application. And to be honest, with print, like print, like printers, I can, you know, it's emails is a frustrating technology to me. Um, but I generally will use Outlook, or I will use um, Apple Mail if I'm on my Mac. You can also use a free um, email software on Windows if you don't want to spend the money on Outlook, and that's Mozilla Thunderbird, which is basically from the creators of Firefox, which you all should know. So Thunderbird is a free application, and it's similar to Outlook, and it has all the same sort of features. Um, just takes a little bit of getting used to, but that's a great alternative to save you money in the meantime. Now, <clears throat> with emails, I recommend two other things. You have an email signature, so on every email you send out, you've got your company's name, its uh, email address, its phone number perhaps, its website, its Facebook link. Um, that's all important stuff you should have on every single email. So you're basically signing off your email with um, your details. You know, a lot of people just don't have anything, they just say thanks, or thanks Bob, or kind regards Bob. No, you don't do that. You need to have a proper email signature. I'm sick of people running around with no email signature. Because then when I go and look for them and I'll say, oh, I want to call Bob up and get him to clean my office. Um, oh, wait, all the emails from Bob, there's no phone number. I don't want to flip an email him. I want to give him a call. But no, no signature on his email has his phone number or has his store address or whatever, has his Facebook page, you know. I want to see all of that stuff on the emails because I don't have time to go to Google and find his website or type his website and go to his contact page or, you know, so you've got to have an email signature, especially when you're dealing with new customers, you know, and you're emailing them quotes and stuff. They want to, they're going to want to ring you up. So put your phone number on there and put um, your website on there and make it look professional because at the end of the day, otherwise people are just going to go, well, this other guy here has got an email signature and he's easy to get a hold of, so I'll get a hold of him. Now, number two is um, <clears throat> a spam filter. So a lot of email hosting providers will provide this nowadays, but you can get 
like sort of commercial grade spam filters. So you're not going to get a big bulk lot of emails hogging your inbox every day that are full of rubbish like Viagra tablets and, um, you know, uh, Russian ladies wanting to come over to your country or whatever. You know, that's the stuff that you want to avoid um, because it wastes productivity, you know, deleting through all of these emails. So get a spam filter and then that'll just take all of that out without you even seeing it. So it just frees up time in your day and it and it stops your notifications going off on your phone, which, by the way, you shouldn't have going anyway. You shouldn't have um, notifications distracting you throughout the day. Uh, but that's a whole other topic. So, you know, consider making sure that you've got a spam filter set up on your email so that you're not getting the rubbish coming in. And also it helps you prevent virus attacks. You know, if someone sends you one of those invoice emails that says oh hi matt you've got an invoice due for twelve hundred dollars and you panic and you think who the hell do i owe twelve hundred dollars to and you click on it and then it's a virus you know so it gets rid of a lot of that as well um lucky i haven't been caught out by that but i know a lot of people have so yeah so that's emails guys so i hope they help listen through it a few more times if you're unsure of anything but in summary um probably use imap get a proper email address with a domain name and email hosting make an email signature make a spam filter and set yourself up on outlook or thunderbird if you want to save some money so it's matt from the razor web design why podcast please guys if you wouldn't mind reviewing me on itunes um or following me whatever uh, just to grow up our base and keep the episodes flowing in that'd be great cheers guys see ya that was the Razor Web Design Wire Podcast with Matt Reed. Matt Reed. For more, visit razorweb.co.nz.